You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. I'm Evan Klosky. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can subscribe to Locked On Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Odyssey, and online at fanstreamsports.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. This episode is brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Download the app and join Ulysses and I this week to get in on the Tampa Bay Rays action and conversation. Spotify Green Room. Okay, it is a Friday, which means we are pleased to be joined by Evan Klosky, Channel 10 WTSP Sports Director. By the way, little programming note here Evan will not be on the show next week. It's not like we're getting rid of him or anything like that. We love having him on the show on Fridays, but he's going to Hawaii. He's celebrating a little bit. You're going to be drinking pina coladas, surfing, looking for the next great uh, college quarterback, I guess. Pineapple, coffee. I'm actually going to do some recruiting on the Little League World Series team that uh, is is going to be heading out to um, Williamsport. So yeah. Sign some kid. Sign some kid at 10 years old who can hit balls. got to start somewhere. And I am right, you know, you can make (laughs) money at any point now. Yeah. (laughs) By the way, uh, you are full swing into, this is a baseball podcast, but a lot of Bucks stuff going Mm -hmm. on. Do the the Bucks look good? Are are things going well in training camp leading up to the first preseason game? It's really funny because it's such an odd uh, preseason to cover. Usually you have so many story angles and new players and this and that. It's I mean, after, after the first week, it's like, okay, um, these were the same guys we saw last year. So until we see games, mm-hmm. we have nothing to talk about. So uh, it's really been kind of a quiet preseason, which if you're a fan, you're, you're happy with because, you know, less news is good news in the preseason. So uh, we got that first preseason game coming up tomorrow. We'll, we'll know a little bit more about this team and if they're really prepared to do that repeat run. I'm jealous of you because you get to watch and look at Tom Brady up close and see how exactly. he still has this youthful, I don't know what his skincare and diet and workout routine is, but he's, I think I put it out on Twitter. He's basically the real life Benjamin Button, this dude. <laughs> Him and Kevin Costner. You see Kevin Costner? Yeah. Feel the dreams? Dude, dude, he looked better than in the movie. He's it's, <laughs> it's incredible. I know the guy can can get social security, but he definitely doesn't look like he. You know, first of all, he doesn't need it, but yeah, he doesn't look like 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 he would. It's it's crazy. It's I didn't pay I didn't pay attention to that Field of Dreams game. Didn't watch a second oh, of it. You missed quite out, frankly. bro. You missed out. It was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Yeah, I didn't watch it all. Fantastic too. Yeah, the the home runs to the cornfields were pretty cool, but the walk off was awesome. I, I feel like if you if you watch ten minutes of it. Good for you, which it's exactly what I did. So I'm just really and, essentially patting myself on the back. And I learned about corn sweat. Corn sweat? Corn sweat? Out. Corn sweat. What is this? It, it's when you're in a field, the humidity is like right on you. Like it's, it's at such a, a low level so that the balls were popping out. Mm. Such huge mm. air in the middle of the cornfield. Why? Corn sweat. 
I feel that because being from Indiana, the humidity is worse than you would think it would be. In fact, I think it's not too different from Florida's humidity, but Mm -hmm. I had never heard of the term corn sweat, despite the amount of agriculture and corn production that uh, happens in the Midwest, Indiana, Iowa, and so forth. Uh, What I think, what I consider bigger than, look, Field of Dreams, it was great, big deal for the MLB and so forth, but at least locally, a bigger deal in my opinion, is the Rays. They have improved their American League best record to 70 and 45 and extended their East Division lead to five games over the Boston Red Sox. By the way, little history note here. This is the first time in 24 seasons uh, the Rays have won 70 of their first 115 games. That's incredible. That's incredible. Knowing that this team has done this with so many pitchers on the IL with, mm-hmm. with so many, you know, subtractions during the off season, not, not signing uh, more, not signing Renfro, for example, who's killing it with the Red Sox uh, trading away Blake Snell. It, 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 everything painted out to be like, Oh man, it's going to be a step back. But again, like you said, 70 wins in 115 games, never been done before. This might be the best team of the regular season, at least so far it is right. Because mm-hmm. the wins is what matters. Everything else is is gravy, but this might be the best team so far after 115 games. That's incredible. Yeah, you mentioned it. This was supposed to be the transitional year. Hey, you know, we we think our bats are pretty good. We have no idea what the arms are going to give us and just be a little patient because we're waiting for, you know, Patino, McClanahan and and Boz. And at that point, it was Ryan, uh, you know, a bunch of these guys that come up and kind of pass the baton to them. It's... I, I like I was saying this last night uh, to a coworker. I look at this roster and you just if you were not following the Rays, I don't know if you can name four guys on this team, mm. uh, but they just have it. You know, like Colin McHugh made that that uh, that statement uh, earlier, you know, right before he came back against Baltimore. It was, I guess, a little after um, my last uh, locked on appearance. And he was just like, you know, we, we have that it. I don't know what that it is, but we got it. Um, and it's true. They just, I mean, one of the more impressive performances was the ability to get pounded 20 to eight and then come right back the next day and just shove it in their faces, eight to one. Yes. And that, that, that shows you the sign of a good team that you're able to flush that and not take it too seriously, but then also have the, the mentality to say, all right, we're returning the favor. Here you go. And, in less uh, than 24 hours. Yeah. In less than 24 hours in enemy territory to win the series. It, it just a, a completely a, a, a huge game. I mean, yeah. look, you're, you're battling with them in the AL East. That was a big game. And, you know, something that I want to quickly mention is that, you know, Wander Franco's average is 242. And the grand scheme of things, not great. But when you think back to where his lowest of the lows was, that was 197. So mm-hmm. we've already seen tremendous progress from him. But on top of that, um, the guy battles in at-bats. We now have yes. a, a pretty large sample size of watching this kid uh, get a 3-2 count or last, uh, you know, I shouldn't say last night, last evening, uh, a 1-2 count, battling, 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 boom bomb the center field home run and it was uh, after seven pitches yeah. seven eight pitches or something like that he's done that it, a few a, times this year where he's battled yeah. and gotten a, a triple uh battled mm-hmm. and, and gotten a, a single i mean it, he is 
he's special. And I, I know things didn't start off the way that we all had hoped um, after the first game of the season, but or first game for him. But he is he is coming around, and he, he's you see the greatness in, in moments like that. Yeah, and not being afraid to take a walk either. We've seen like you can see the development seemingly each day, each series, each week with him. A couple of things that I want to get into with this Red Sox series. Um, first of all, I, Ulysses, I, I've talked about this before. I'm doubling down. I think I don't know about the rest of this year, but maybe next year, Drew Rasmussen, future starter, future starter alert on what he brings I mean, to the table. He he brought more than we expected yesterday. What I like about him, just in what I saw yesterday, uh, the fact of he has so much velocity with a very clean, repeatable, traditional, over-the-top delivery, and the way he was able to pinpoint that fastball in, around the zone, up, down, over, out, I mean, all over the place, really. So I, I really like Rasmussen. If, if he can, you know, maybe develop a third pitch down the line, cutter, change up, whatever it may be, the Rays may have something on their hands. Heck, he may replace Fleming down the line. Who knows? Maybe the rest of this season or next year. Maybe, maybe, but I, you, you're just happy to see that a guy that's in the bullpen can give you four innings with four punch outs and, and only one run allowed in Fenway mm-hmm. against that Red Sox lineup. I mean, that, that's not an easy feat. Uh, only two walks to the same guy. So Kiki Hernandez was just having a field day uh, at the right. plate with, with his uh, discipline there. But no, he looked good. And, and what I liked most is that slider being efficient enough in the zone. When he was, I think it was, yeah, J.D. Martinez in the second inning, he pitched him backwards. He actually started with that slider right at the bottom of the zone, gets the call strike, passes him with a couple of fastballs. I mean, that's really nice. And I know that we're going to get hung up on the fact that he's a two-pitch pitcher. But let us not forget who Tyler Glass now was in 2018 Mm -hmm. and 2019, 2020. He was a two-pitch pitcher as well with that curveball and fastball. So you can be successful. Now you can be probably more successful like Tyler Glass now was this season when you add a third pitch, that slutter was really nice. So in the future, could Drew be more successful if he has the third pitch? Certainly. But I, I still feel like if you just want a five and dive guy, mm-hmm. Drew Rasmussen has the stuff to be that guy. Yeah. And, and first off, shout out Mount Spokane High School, Spokane, Washington, Drew Rasmussen. That's uh, right. Former yeah. Oregon State Beaver. The thing you have to remember about his story is he was uh, no doubt first round pick uh, back in the day. And of course, uh, not only gets Tommy John, has to get Tommy John again. He's a double Tommy Johner. Um, so the, the talent is there. And the Rays drafted him the first time around when mm-hmm. he didn't sign. So this organization already believed in him way back when. Uh, so for him, it's always about health and if that arm can hold up and if it can, you got something really special there. And he's been a starter his entire career up until the injuries have kind of forced him. Hey, let's limit his innings. Let's throw him out there in the pen. So um, he's a tremendous story right now. Uh, hoping I'm hoping that he can stay healthy and, you know, he can be a great success story as well. Coming off the, the double Tommy Johns. Yeah. Do you guys think if, if if he's able to provide this right now in on August 12th, 
is it is it the only spotting start? Or do you guys see him kind of making his way into the rotation, maybe as a six man, or maybe somebody gets the boot, aka Waka, aka Fleming, and maybe he replaces them? I don't know if he's there yet with the innings, but four innings is a big chunk. Maybe he can become a bulk guy. I yeah, I mean, I I don't necessarily know if you need to start him either. I, I think that he can work, you know alongside you know if it let's behind say, an opener maybe yeah let's let's say you pair up um not that not that you would do this with yarbs it'd be reversed you know he he pitched he pitched before yarbs because i i don't i don't think yarbs starting is is a move and i think the rays know that as well but um you know if you were to have a fleming in the playoffs maybe you pitch fleming for three you know three innings and call good um mm-hmm. let him get through it yeah. once and let's cash out and like then piggyback Drew yeah. Rasmussen can piggyback I, I, off Fleming yeah. or piggyback off Walker. Yeah, I think he's I think he's a nice piece there in the bullpen because he can give you bulk if you need it. Uh, especially if we talk about the postseason. Let's say you just, you know, you're just looking at a guy and I don't know if he's got it. You can right. pull that trigger quickly and go to go to Rasmussen and have him kind of be that guy to to try to save the day. So <laughs> The Rays have three of these guys. I mean, maybe a, a little bit less, but you look at Rasmussen providing four. I could see him pitch five. Mm-hmm. Uh, Colin McHugh has pitched three. Yeah. Andrew Kittredge in the past has gone two to three innings. So you've got three guys that can, if something goes wrong in the playoffs, say a Fleming, say a Yarbrough, uh, they kind of start getting hit around the first or second. Boom, it's the playoffs. You got to make a change. Yeah. And you have three guys that can give you a really good bulk of, of the middle of the innings. Him in this part now, knowing that you can give four from Ras, I think changes completely this whole, mm-hmm. oh, how many question marks over the starting rotation? Look, look what happened yesterday. The Rays rotation might not be in such trouble as we right. all think it is. I, I think the Rays will find a way to piece it together. Not saying that that will ultimately carry them to the World Series, but they have some creativity and flexibility. And I think Resmussen, that might be, you know, everybody talks about, we don't know about Archer when he's going to come back and how effective he'll be, but everybody's knocking on the door for Shane Boz. I've heard, I'm not saying this may happen, but the Rays may opt to just let, to shut down Shane Boz after the AAA season for all we know. And they might be, if Drew Rasmussen stays healthy, they might just, hey, you're our Shane Boz for this year and, and you know, kind of work in multiple roles and multiple phases. I'll say this. I would think as of today, as of today, Rasmussen would be more likely to earn a playoff spot than Fleming. I, I quite frankly wouldn't want Fleming pitching on the road. Like, I don't know what it is. I don't know. Additional theory, Ulysses, we talked about this yesterday. Uh, yes. Additional theory on why he may struggle on the road. Maybe it it could be, uh, and and why he's so good at home is the conditions. Maybe the extreme conditions, one way or the other, gets to him a little bit too. Whether it's extreme heat, extreme cold, wind, whatever it may be, humidity. Those can be a couple of factors with that. So, but it's it's at the end of the day, it's good to see Resmussen. Whether it's two, three, four five down the line, being able to provide that is huge going forward uh, with that. We've been telling you about the greatest protein bar on the earth for a while now, and that is Built Bar. And Built Bar, they're so tasty and they're so delicious, and they have so many different flavors as well. 
coconut, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, the list goes on and on and on. And they're pretty darn healthy too, if you look at the macros. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from just 130 to 180, just four to five grams of sugar, and just four to five grams of net carbs. Again, to reiterate, amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy as well. And by the way, Built Bar was the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. That's a pretty interesting note. There seemed to be helping them uh, over this past Olympics. So uh, we know you want some Built Bar. So all you got to do is go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D, the numerals 1-5, and that'll get you 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Come. I want to get to a little uh, fun topic here. Um, So yesterday, uh, Ulysses, we talked about clunkers, uh, raised clunkers. And Evan, have you, I don't know if you've listened to how much of the show you've listened to of late, but do you have an idea of what we're talking about when we mention a clunker, clunker game or the Rays laid down a clunker, so to speak? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Ulysses, what would you say is fair to define a clunker? Would that be losing a game by six runs or more, a touchdown? Or should it be uh, five runs, seven runs? What What is your official modus operandi on that? I've, I feel like two things. Number one, uncharacteristic found, fundamentals not being executed. Okay. Like slop, basically that was a very <laughs> long way of saying sloppy defense, uh, sl- sloppy at bats. It, it, the team looking flat. That's sloppy one definite. Yeah. Yeah. Just one part of what a clunker is. And the second one, which is obviously the, 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 the most visual thing is the score. I think a six zero can be a clunker, even a seven zero, not a clunker. You get to eight, the difference of it being eight. Now I feel like, okay, that's one definition of a clunker. Uh, at least one part of it. It's the eight runs or more. And then, of course, the other part is, you know, sloppy defense, you know, uh, bad pitching, the at-bats being flat, you know, all of those things. I think those two components make up a clunker. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's definitely, for me, just that first definition you gave. I, I think when you watch the team and you just, you're looking at it, you're like, this is, this is not the squad that I know. Um, right. Mm-hmm. You were looking at a chart and you had you know, your outliers, let's talk about the ones that you, you win 20 to one and, and the ones you lose 20 to one and you have your, you know, your, your graph, I'm, I'm blanking out on the, your bell graph. Thank you. Okay. My no. bell chart. And then, so whatever's on the front of that chart where you have the outliers, that's, that's the clunkers. And, you know, I covered basketball for a little bit and clunkers always, always happen in throughout a season where, you know, team doesn't play defense, team doesn't make shots. It just, it gets to a point where there's nothing to analyze because they just stunk today. And it's yeah. one of those games where you don't even get mad that you lost. It's just like, wow, yeah. we, we stunk so bad that we're just going to throw this in the garbage. Like it's, it's, right. it's throw away the tape day. Like there's not even anything productive to take away because we just were not there today. There's no point. We weren't locked in. As you mentioned, the defense was crap. Uh, we couldn't hit the ball. There's, you know, we're just going to, we're just going to throw this away and go on to tomorrow, act like it never happened. And, and luckily in sports. So, you know, one loss, no matter how many you lose by uh, it's just one game. So yep. um, certainly 
That game was a clunker. I think the last one was the Brett Phillips game. If you need to bring in a pitcher, that's probably a clunker. That's another thing. Uh, yeah. That's a good one. A that's a good added thing. Yeah, those are three components. That's really good. Yeah. yeah and, okay. And baloney that we have Mejia in there, not Phillips. Yeah, you know what? If you're going to embrace the suck, you might as well bring Brett Phillips to bring some added value in some entertainment. By the way, as far as a clunker count, so my definition is a little bit altered. I'm going, just for counting purposes here, I added up uh, games where the Rays lost by a touchdown. Six games or, or, or six runs or more. Six runs. What about the extra? What about the extra point? The 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 field goal, the seven points. Just the touchdown. Just the touchdown. Missed the extra point. Like what? What happens if it's like two runs in the first, two runs in the seventh, and two runs in the ninth? Yeah. I think you're under. Let let me just say, keep going with your point. Keep going with your point. Okay. Let me just say, lopsided losses. That could be another term with clunkers. How many? lopsided losses have the Rays had this season? A little brief trivia here for you guys. More than six runs. Uh, six runs or more. So six zero. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with 16. Uh, okay. I'll go with I had some bad ones to begin the year. I'm going to go with like nine. Man, Ulysses, you think negatively of this team. This team has 70 wins in 150 ball, 115 ball games. They're, they're making history. Uh, the Rays, by my count, have had seven of these wow. such games. Oh, my goodness. Maybe That's it's incredible. because there's been some recent ones with the Brett Phillips and yeah. the uh, what happened the other day. They've only like, lost seven games with six runs or more that's it seven yes. games yes that's fantastic wow i really did overshoot they've been in on a lot of games well that and you got to remember that whole may stretch i don't think any of those games i mean they were holding True. teams like to under three yeah you know, like they had such an insane stretch there um but yeah I, I, like i remember in in april and again like i think there was a bad one in oakland i think there was, was there the red one? sox in the beginning didn't the red sox like, there were a couple like, yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's great. I mean, no, we that's can, fantastic. That, yeah. that, you know, that speaks to that speaks to how you know the the Rays uh, have just elevated their standard. So as a fan, you're like, oh man, there's been so many. No, seven people, yeah. seven. This team is really, 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 really good. Yeah, basically, I mean, I can tell you this: whenever Yarbrough starts against the Red Sox, it's probably going to be a clunker game. That, that's what's going to happen at least this season. It's as looking far like as against concerned. Orioles now too. Yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately. But getting to that, um, I wanted to posit this question. And a listener, because I basically, I don't know if I was so nice about it, but I said, if anybody is still watching the Rays <laughs> play after losing 14 to 0, 14 to 1, really, honestly, probably after Fleming was taken out, after uh, the Red Sox were up 10 to 11, you need to find a hobby. You need to find something else to do. <laughs> so my question is, when is the proper time to check out of your favorite team's ball game? Like when is Depends. the deficit? Depends. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Are you at the trop or are you watching at home? I mean, really it'd be both for me, but for uh, all intents and purposes, we're watching at home. We're watching, okay. we're watching Wednesday's game at home. All of us. Oh my gosh. Uh, I can tell you a 10, a 10 zip. I was like, okay, well I better just, you know, get caught up on yeah. a handmaid's tail and, uh, and just, just, just enjoy the night because 10 zero 
in the fourth is tough to tough yeah. to watch. It's when the entertainment value is just sapped out of it, right? Like mm-hmm. the whole point of watching a game is thinking yes. that your team can win or come back. Now, five, six runs. I mean, look, with this team and what they do after the sixth inning, I would argue that you need to give them every single chance <laughs> right. to, to let them make the comeback. I mean, somehow in the 20 to eight game, they still were able to score seven runs after yeah. the, the sixth inning. They still had a plus one differential uh, after the, it was just funny. And, um, yeah. but yeah, I, I mean, for me, I, I said this on Twitter, as a Mets fan, it's like the second inning. Like when they're down one, nothing, it's out. I'm out. <laughs> Um, when Rich Hill's on the mound, you're out. Yeah. yeah. Rich Hill the other day dropped down a, 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 yes. a drag bunt. <laughs> and that's that's the entertainment that we need. That's why. Yes. We're right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I would say, I'm sure there's like a probability chart, by the way, that says like, mm-hmm. hey, like when you're down this much at this inning, you're like 95% chance going to lose. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would say like especially in that game, like by the time – the fourth inning for that fourth inning, you're out. Like when Fleming, right. Fleming had bad inning one, bad inning two, okay three. It was five nothing. Like plenty of game left, and then when he blew up in the fourth, I'm out. That's it. Just you know what? I, I, I wanted to see Dietrich ends because I was like, okay, let me look. Let me look. So I I watch one inning, and then you know when you're losing by ten runs, and the guy that you come in, I understand, nervous rookie, all of that, whatever. You you give up a, a four pitch walk, oh my god, ten ten runs. You give up a four pitch walk. You want me to watch this? Are yeah. you serious? No, yeah. I, then I was like, okay, I'll just get the condensed version because <laughs> right. I'm not here to you know get angry. I don't want to. I don't want to get angry at the TV screen right now. Yeah, you know, Ulysses has a collection of baseballs that he would throw at it. Yeah, like. Yeah, you know, I don't want people to be out there like, oh, if you don't watch your team all the way through, you're a bad fan. All right. Look, you know, sometimes, you know, you're, you're like, oh, you're home and you're like, I'm going to try this movie out on Netflix. Let me see how it goes. And 20 minutes mm-hmm. in, you're like, this is garbage. I'm out. Yes. And you're allowed to switch to something else. It just doesn't it, help. Being an obsessed fan, you, you got to take care of your mental health, too. So if a 10-0 in the fourth is really costing you stress... Yeah. You know, go go watch something that, else. That's when you follow guys like me on Twitter and you just you <laughs> yeah. just let us fill you in on the necessary information as as I have to watch these games all the way through. There you go. O- there opportunity you go. costs. Let's realize that. And I'm yeah. I'm also curious because Ben Rosa reached out to me, listener, longtime listener of the program. He says, Yeah, I watched the entire game, even historically lopsided, but still powered through because well. I expect true fans to do the same. You take the great, but also take the bad. That's baseball for better, for worse. Love the Rays and love the game. I am curious from Ben. I wanted to follow up with him as to was he really like, was he intent on each and every pitch, pitch to pitch? Or was it like, I'll check out, have it in the background, do some dishes, do some laundry. Like you're kind of in and out. Or he was actually sitting on his couch watching this monstrosity because I, I like cannot do that. Okay. No, I feel like it's the first one. He, he still has it on. He might be doing some work. I know he's like really into like drawing and, and stuff like yeah. that. Like uh, I think graphic design stuff he does. So maybe that's what he was doing. He's just getting caught up on some work with some race baseball in the background, listening to Dwayne and BA, which is always a good time. Even if it is 20 to eight, you know, because yeah. honestly those games, 
Dwayne and BA kind of let loose a little bit. And it's really fun stuff. I will say mm-hmm. that if you want Dwayne and BA to kind of be unleashed a little bit, go the clunkers are good ones to listen to them because they uh they're fun and from the industry standpoint you know being in that chair those are the fun games for you win or lose because you do go off script and you're just like in your head nobody's watching anymore the this game is horrendous so (laughs) we have to find some way to keep you around well time to talk about this, which I kept yes. in my back pocket all year. <laughs> That's why uh, that those are the games where uh, BA starts unbuttoning, untucking his dress shirt, like Kevin Kiermaier, <laughs> just yes. starting to unbutton, unbutton as the game goes mm-hmm. on and go from there. Uh, also on this subject. Yeah. I look, I, I turned the game off and I didn't go back. I checked the score. Not to mention, you mentioned 10, zero after four or in the fourth. It's like how much long, this could be a four hour game, four and a half hour game. I don't have time for that. I can't do that. Um, This comment from Melissa, she says, we checked out. It's been a rough week, so I just couldn't do it. We normally will hang for the bitter end. That being said, I am so mad I missed yet another Phillips Grand Slam. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, I will say if I were at the Trop in person, I may have left before the end. It's a very long drive home. Uh, Melissa and her significant other, Carlos, live in uh, Orlando, by the way. Yeah, I mean that that's also true. I mean, 10-0 and, and it's a week, it's a weekday. Woof. Yeah, you 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 get out of there. But I will say this if it's a Friday or a Saturday and they're losing 10 to 0 in the fourth, I'm staying till the end. You're going yeah, to the Budweiser porch. I'm getting exactly. I'm getting a cool cruiser. I'm kicking yeah. my feet up, hot yeah. dog, I mean, whatever. I'm at the game, so who cares? And it, it's just a backdrop now to conversation. So exactly. You know, anytime but, uh, you're at the ballpark, it's a good time. And I, I think you that know that's why baseball is is so unlike any other sport. It's it, it's there. You can appreciate it, but you can also have a great conversation with somebody. We've we've talked about this Kevin, yeah. all the time. It's a great place for a date if you're like meeting somebody and you want to like get to know them going to the ballpark and watching a baseball game is a fantastic way to, to go on a date. And you can impress, you can impress the date that you're on saying that I rented out the whole section because nobody's in there with me. (laughs) There we go. Very good. Yeah. Especially at the drop with the race. It's a good line. Um, I I do. uh, I do have one thing to, to ask. Do you guys know who else joins Brett Phillips on the list? of guys who have hit three grand slams in 20 or less at bats. There are three total names. Is, is this your trivia question? No, this doesn't count. Okay. I did, okay. I, did I, I know one name. I think it's, isn't it Joe DiMaggio? No, it's Lou Gehrig. Oh, Lou Gehrig. So, yeah. so okay. there's, there's Brett Phillips, Lou Gehrig, and, and Jim Northrup, the Silver Fox. Those are the My three goodness. players to hit three grand slams in, in 20 or less at bats. In a what a season. run you know what and and his war is actually uh larger than kiermars or or, or i don't know larger uh it's it's higher greater uh, yeah. yeah greater 1.3 to 1.2 right now according to fangraph so yeah that's what three grand slams and 20 at bats will do hot take here he's gonna be on the roster next year he will be Ooh, i like this in a raised uniform in fact i will go as far to say reverting back to our whole glass now debate that the Mm -hmm. Rays keep Brett Phillips in Tyler glass. Now I'm changing my opinion. Once again, they keep Phillips in glass now in lieu of 
Kevin Kiermeyer and G-Man Choi, among others. Just wow. throwing that out there. Like That's it. a hot take because who's going to take that, that KK salary? Unless you pair them with a prospect. And if you pair them with a prospect, what kind of prospect is it? Because if it's going to be a high-level prospect, then you're just giving away a high-level prospect to not pay 12 mil? Hmm. Well, you can, also, you can also give KK away for free and pay yeah. half of his salary because in the end, if you're going to pay it, getting it, you know, taking 11 and, and only paying six of it, that frees up five mil. So, um, sure. you know, and again, there are teams out there so defensively dysfunctional that mm-hmm. I think they would be willing to take a stab on a one year defensive minded guy to say, Hey, does this help us? Because, yeah. you know, again, look at the best teams in major league baseball right now. Uh, most of them are, are tremendous defensively. I think I think with the Angels, we we said this when Trout got hurt. Him at the Angels would make sense, Uh, you know, uh, kind of because that team defensively just is just awful, just awful. Then the the Braves, yeah. Yeah, There's really a lot of options out there that could happen, and I just put it like this: it's you know, not to get into a whole thing here, but at some point you got to make room for Josh Lowe. At some point, you got to try to open up some roster spots for Vidal and Taylor Walls and some of those guys. So if you're able to do that by, and like Brett Phillips has already had about, I mean, he's had more plate appearances than G-Man Choi, and he's about had equal plate appearances as Kevin Kiermeyer, and has been, I don't want to say significantly, but much more productive offensively if you look at the OPS, the power, and some of those metrics as well. Plus, he's just fun to have on the team. Like he, like if you're not going to have Willie Adamas on the roster, I feel like you need to have Brett Phillips in one way or the other. I, and I think G. Choi, as productive as he has been, I mean, he's not your prototypical first baseman. Still, I mean, yeah, he he has produced, you know, can't stay healthy, bad knees. But exactly, like I'm, I'm saying, like. They have kept him as a fan favorite. I think he mm-hmm. brings a lot into the clubhouse. I think Brett Phillips might do the same kind of role in the clubhouse than G-Man Choi does. And you need a replacement for KK. I mean, it's right there. I don't think, like, for example, Manny Margot, I see him more viable to be traded than Brett Phillips, for example. Yeah, there's a lot of things there. And again, just you trade G-Man, you slide Yandi over to first, you move Wander to third bring up Taylor Walls, and then you got the whole thing situated there. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track it all at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC MMA action. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to uh, sign up today and receive that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using the promo code locked on. That's L O C K E D O N. Again, use promo code locked on for that 50% welcome bonus on bet online. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Wild Alaskan Company delivers high-quality, sustainably sourced, wild-caught seafood right to your door. You can choose from salmon, whitefish, or a combination. And every month, there are different specials to explore. 
Each shipment contains premium, wild-caught, individually-wrapped portions of delicious seafood that's ready to prepare and easy to cook. Wild Alaskan Company Seafood is how nature intended it to be. Always wild, never farmed or modified, and it contains no antibiotics. You can adjust, pause, or cancel your membership anytime, and they offer 100% satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. Get your nutrition from nature with Wild Alaskan Company. And right now, you can get $15 off your first box of premium seafood when you visit wildalaskancompany.com slash MLB. That's wildalaskancompany.com slash MLB for $15 off your first box. wildalaskancompany.com slash MLB. Make sure to use our URL to let them know that we sent you to the right place. Okay, um, I think it's time. Baseball trivia. Uh, Evan, mm-hmm. you have anything for us? Yeah, I got a couple. Uh, one, okay. one really quick. Who hit the first Grand Slam? Since we were talking about Brett Phillips, who hit the first Grand Slam in Rays? I should say in Devil Rays. Mm. Oh, Devil Rays history always gets me, man. McGriff. No, it's a good guess. Quinton McCracken. <laughs> Probably had the first steal. <laughs> hey, you never know. Brett Phillips hits three grand slams uh, no, in 20 You know what? Pass. Here, it, it's got to be, I'm going to double down here. It's got to be okay. a member of the hit show. That's not what they called it back in the day. Just add a little S to the front of that H there. By the way, McCracken is the first stolen base. Ah, oh, there you see? Go. Okay. I know what I'm talking nice. about. Um, <laughs> Vinny Castilla. Greg Vaughn, Jose Canseco. Has to be one of those three. Or Wade Boggs, I guess. Nope. Okay, I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> this one's tough. It's Paul Sorrento. No way. I would uh, That's not that. even fair. Yeah. Come on. Yes, come on. I, well, mostly, I just wanted to... I mostly didn't expect you... I wanted to see if you knew it, but it's just good information <laughs> for other people out there to use against their okay. friends. All, all right, Evan, here's my trivia question for you. Who, <laughs> who led the Mets in home runs in 1957? <laughs> Tell me that. There you, there you go. They weren't even a team in 57. Didn't they start in 62? Okay, oh, 64 then. Who was the home run leader? Uh, I don't know, Cleon Jones. Um, there you go. I don't even know guess. Here's more, here's more generic, all right? Okay. Um, Major League Baseball, the all-time Grand Slam leaders. Um, there, are, there are 12 names in the top five because of a tie. Can you name three of them? Yes. Yes, I can. Can you name four of them? Maybe. But my first guess will have to be uh, Mr. Jennifer Lopez or ex-Mr. Jennifer Lopez, Alex Rodriguez. Yep, he's one. 25. Holy. Yeah. He's number one on the list. Yeah, 25. 25. Jeez. You know, some performance enhancers. The whole season worth of home runs. (laughs) My goodness. Okay. Um... I'm going to go with... By the way, Evan, did you ever watch Screwball, the documentary? Uh, I don't think I did. Oh, my oh, gosh. Good. If you have some time on your... I don't know. I assume you're flying to Hawaii. Oh, yeah, I, got, I got time. Man. Yeah. I think, Download I, I think that. I've watched that thing like four times. It is so it's good. It's hilarious. It is so oh, good. It's hilarious. In fact, I might watch it later tonight. To be honest. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Okay. Get back to this. A-Rod. Um, let's go with Barry the Bonds. That is strike one. Damn. 
Willie Mays. By the way, Bonds had 11. Um, Willie Mays is a strike two. I'm going, okay, got to go big. Hammering Hank Aaron. So Hank Aaron is on the list. He has 16. He's tied for 10th. Hank Aaron has never been 10th in anything in his life. Um, one more. I need one more. One more. One more. Big power. Big power. I want to say Ken Griffey Jr. so badly. And the last two trivia times, when I say a name and then I go like, no, no, it's that name. So, okay, here goes nothing. Ken Griffey Jr. Ken Griffey is in 13th with 15, so he does not count. Okay, let me give a let me give a shot at this. So, uh, Evan, can you rephrase the question for me uh, just to make sure I'm on the right track here? So, top ten Grand Slam leaders of all time. There are twelve people on that list because there is a three way tie for tenth. You just got to name three of them. We got A Rod, and we got Hank Aaron. Okay. I will go with um, Albert Pujols. He's got 15 as well. He's in 13th. So that does not count. Does not count. Darn it. Um, I will go with, okay. Got to go back to the performance enhancers a little bit. Sammy Sosa. He is not on the list. Okay. Jeez. I'm going to double down on that. There are big names here. So I, you know, normally like I, Paul Sorrento. (laughs) Is Paul Sorrento on this list? (laughs) You know what, Kevin, I'm going to give you, I think, a good piece of advice here. I think you might need to go pinstripes here. Pinstripes. Like old pinstripes. Go into the archives here. Go black and white, baby. I wanted to go Cardinals, though. I was really thinking Ugh. Cardinals. But you know what? I'll no, go with... Don't go uh, Cardinals. Don't go Cardinals. Okay. Reggie Jackson. No. Oh, my God. Okay, I, I got to get this. I know, I, I know. I was going to go with Babe Ruth, but I figured Reggie Jackson, why not? I, I mean, Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth, has Babe Ruth. yeah. Babe Ruth is uh, 10th in 16, mm-hmm. with 16 as well. Um, also, another funny thing for, for the third straight week, a guy that was brought up earlier, though not quite what Ulysses has done, but Lou Gehrig, number two, mm-hmm. 23 Grand Slams. Uh, yep. Manny Ramirez, three, 21. Eddie Murray, Willie McCovey, Robin Ventura, Jimmy Fox, Carlos Lee, Ted Williams, Hank Aaron, Dave Kingman, Babe Ruth. Robin Ventura and Carlos Lee were just, they just got into the party. They weren't even invited, but they got in there and nobody let them out. I knew Robin oh, Ventura hey, as a Mets fan. So that I, I knew that one because that was like his thing. Like that's what he did. And he really should be at 19, but in the playoffs, he had a grand slam and it's, it's the walk-off single in the, I think it was the 16th right. the Brave, whatever it was, when they mobbed him. So he really yeah. should be at 19. Um, huh. You know, as, as far as active leaders go in grand slams, you guys mentioned Pujols, who was number one at 15. Uh, number two, and this might surprise you, Manny Machado at 11. Mm. Wow. He's, right? Clutch? Like, I... I 11 for Manny seems like I think he's been in the season uh, in the season I think he's been in the league for like around 
eight years, maybe 2011, 2012. It's so been a while. Yeah, I mean, yeah. one one per season, maybe. That's that's in. That's so, intense. and then as far as active players go, Robinson Cano has ten. Uh, Jay Bruce has nine. Who's I mean, he's kind of done. I think he's done. Yeah. Right? They, 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 yeah. And uh, and Nelson Cruz has eight. Mm, look at that. There you go. Huh, Mickey My- isn't on that list. That's interesting. Well, you know what? The the Tigers probably didn't have enough, you know, people on base. Traffic on the bases. Yeah, a good one there. Quite uh, frankly, Miggy let's be honest. Six. Let's. Yeah, true. You know, that's true. Let, Miggy has six. Okay. Dude, I'm waiting for that 500 bomb. Like, you don't even know. I'm so, I'm just so waiting to see that video. It's going to be. Ulysses, great. I thought you would, you should actually like fly out to Detroit. Take a little powwow. You, you are known for traveling to opposing ballparks, being a world traveler. So buy yeah. a couple planes and just stay the there, work there. Remotely. Probably sold out. Come on already. Like all that Tiger Tigers? fandom is. Oh, yeah. you, you got that. Whoever that guy on Twitter is, that's always hawking baseballs. Oh, yeah. to, uh, yeah. whatever, yeah. his, whatever his name is. I'm, he's anyway. not important enough to remember his name. Yeah. yeah. When yeah. Evan's on vacation next week, Ulysses, you got a Paul Sereno question coming your way. <laughs> Guarantee it. Start studying. It's on your final exam. Uh, when Paul okay. Sorrento was seven. <laughs> Paul Sorrento, what is his career war? Uh, might as well throw that out there, right? I, I mean, probably yeah, like I, five I or six. You, uh, what was like a, a, a 7.2? Ulysses, you want to take a guess? I'm going to go with 12. 5.6, actually. You know, he had a good career. I, You know what? I, I might be selling Evan short a little bit. It's just, it's such a nondescript name, but he was, I mean, uh, you know, 98% of guys that play major league baseball would like to have his career. I would just say It, that. it yes. doesn't, it yes. doesn't help when, uh, you know, in 97, he had a 2.3 war season and then the Rays got him. And then he was a negative 0.9 war player for his final two years in major league baseball. <laughs> it's crazy how like, you know, the, the, the dichotomy of, of the devil rays and the rays, like everything that the, the devil rays did was just wrong. It just, it was just wrong. And it's the opposite yeah. now. It's great. Thanks Vince Namoli. Uh, may you rest in peace. Uh, okay. Evan, how can people find your work? Uh, I guess you won't be doing much work on vacation, but still you got some stuff going on in the next week. I assume that's, that's right. Life is going to be quiet. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, you know, hit me up on Twitter at E WTSP. E-C-L-O-S-K-Y. Um, I'll respond 99.9% of the time as long as you were respectful and nice. And, you know, you don't look funny that on Twitter. Um, and then also, you know, on Instagram at Ekloski, um, at my Facebook page, also uh, at 1010bay.com. We got everything you need from Rays to Buccaneers preseason. Uh, the Lightning will will somehow get started here in the next month as we enter, you know, end of September, which I, I cannot believe. Um, but yeah, any, anything with your, your local teams, we, we got you covered. So, uh, you know, don't be a stranger. Let's get some USF football coverage. Come on. Big right, year for football this. is coming. USF, uh, USF, Florida, Florida state. You, you are, you are correct there. There's a, uh, the college football. I haven't gotten like into college football yet. When I get back from Hawaii, it's yeah. going to be like full steam ahead. Like I am so ready. You'll learn soon. Gold, this is the South. This is the South. Well, you went to Ohio State, so you yeah. can't get it. Oh, but no. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm jacked up football season, but it's like with with the Buccaneers getting ready, it's like I've been in, in NFL mode, but it's like now yeah. as we're going to get closer here out of camp, it's going to be like, okay, it's game time. A lot to focus on. Okay, uh, that wraps up this edition of the Locked on Rays podcast. 
Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of the Locked on Bets podcast. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe. And we'll talk to you next week.